0: Welcome to Small Business, Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Conrad Sanders is the founder of The Creative Copywriter, which is a content strategy and copywriting agency. He uses networking as part of his lead acquisition process but he's also met some of what he refers to as the key cogs in his business through networking and also he says it's all about having deep conversations and making friends with people. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast today, Conrad.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here.
0: So you run a, a content strategy and copywriting agency but have you always been into writing? What What's your background?
1: Yeah, great, great question to, to start off with. Um, as I mentioned to you, I I like a, a ramble sometimes, so I'll try <laughs> to keep this fairly succinct um, while telling you my life story at the same time. So, um, have I always been into writing? Yes, um, I loved uh, English language was was probably my favourite subject mm. at school, and I used to write stories. Um, I I wrote this kind of fighting fantasy book in my early teens yeah uh, nothing that ever got published and and so yeah I was was always into kind of creative writing I went to uni to study philosophy which I guess is Mm. one of those subjects which teaches you so much but also I guess so little in a sense (laughs) as well in terms of actual practical uh, or giving you a practical career path Mm. Um, but it helps you think and I wrote a lot of essays essentially and I was a bit of a, a last minute person I would have to, I, I kind of left things till you know my uh, t- till the essay deadline just two days before and <laughs> would bang, bang those essays out and I was, I was good at doing that kind of writing under pressure mm. and then later um, later several years later in life um, I'm not sure how much to tell you but they say after <laughs> uni I went to I went to Australia I met my now wife who's actually the managing director of our agency yeah um who's from israel originally we traveled around together um there's a reason why i'm telling you this backstory it will all, it all, it all, it all make sense it's all interesting Which, carry on yeah i'll keep going so we, we traveled around uh we're in australia for about a, um, a year and a half together mm. and then six months in southeast asia and then we kind of came to this crossroads where we said all right what what do we do now we We're in love, we want to stay together, but because she was from Israel, I was from England, Mm. um, it was quite difficult with the whole visa situation. Mm. So um, I ended up going to Israel um, without a work visa. I was kind of stuck in her parents' lovely home Mm. um, for for about four months, applying for a visa while she was working. And I um, essentially started doing online courses Um, fell into copywriting understood what copywriting discovered this amazing thing that was copywriting the fact that you could use words to to make a living to make money and to persuade people and and all these great things Um, and and that's when it really started that's when I sort of understood what copywriting was Um, and I also at the same time which was kind of plays into what we do now I I took a course on SEO so search engine optimization. Mm. the two go hand in hand it very powerfully yeah. because SEO is all about understanding data and, and, and research, you know, trying to figure out what people are searching for, um, get inside their mind, and then copywriting is about kind of persuading, convincing and converting them. Um, so the two kind of led towards me eventually building an agency um, based on SEO principles, um, as you said, a content strategy and copywriting agency. Um, we're called the creative copywriter and now about kind of 10 years on or so we' um, we're, we're a, a seven figure agency and my my wife uh, Nitsan, joined in 2017. Um, she's the kind of yin to my yang <laughs> she um, got a very different very different brain to me. I'm kind of the creative visionary and she's an absolute organizational guru so she's you know she leads, leads the uh, agency from that side of things Um, and yeah basically when she when she joined we really started growing because we had those kind of two sides of the coin that Mm. work really really well together um so yeah i'm not sure how succinct that answer was but i kind of <laughs> gave you my life story uh, uh fairly, fairly fairly quickly
0: no that's 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 really interesting i love hearing your know, people's stories and how you know they've got to where they are and where you know, where they came from so so you've been in this business now for over a decade what what differences have you seen in the copywriting and content trends over that time
1: uh yeah that's actually a really interesting question as well um I would say that the interesting thing about copywriting is that the human brain has not changed for a very long time. Mm. While technology is, is moving extremely rapidly and the platforms in which we consume content are, are changing and the algorithms are changing and you really need to um, understand those algorithms when it comes to, to writing copy and content. Um, and those are definitely the things that I, I have seen change, mm. such as, um, you know, in the SEO world about 12, 13 years ago, there were some famous updates to Google called uh, uh, Panda and Penguin. Um, and then there was Hummingbird. I won't go into them in great detail, but they changed uh, changed things quite a lot. Mm. Um, they essentially meant that better copy and content would work better for mm. you than what we what we called keyword stuffing. yeah You know, in the old days you could just hack the system. You could kind of um write a pretty crappy article and just shove the keyword in like multiple times and yeah. then you would show up on page 1 of Google. And there were all these kind of SEO hackers. I was one of them, so I, know, <laughs> I kind of understand that world. But basically those the gradual changes have made things more and more human so that it's pretty good for me and my business to be honest because mm-hmm. it means that you need great engaging you know audience driven copy and content yeah um and then within social platforms things are always changing you know even linkedin for example which is a a, a a great kind of online networking platform um you know the algorithm even over the last couple of years has shifted quite a lot and mm. and during covid i think more people got involved in linkedin kind of for obvious reasons right mm-hmm. they were st- stuck indoors um during lockdown and um, you can see various types of copy and content kind of working better and then becoming saturated because they're overdone like mm-hmm. everyone follows that trick and then uh, you know someone's or people start zigging while the industry is zagging and then the algorithm kind of favors that because it's new and fresh and different. Um, so you see a lot of these these kind of trends in terms of how content how what copy and content within platforms, I guess feeds into the algorithm Mm. but back to my original point the human brain has not evolved right um and this pretty much the same many many techniques when it comes to copywriting apply today um as powerfully as they did a hundred years ago Mm. so you can look at some of the old newspaper ads of of literally Mm. a hundred years ago and um You know, it's conversational copy, it's choppy copy. The sentences are sort of fragmented and broken up. It's written in a way that, uh, you know, as though you're talking to one person. Um, It plays into emotions, you know. um, Those same emotions are the same as, as, you know, our our, our grandparents back then as as we have today. So it's really interesting how technology has advanced and evolved and you need to be, you know... uh, you need to have kept on top of that and abreast of, of, of how those algorithms are changing, um, but the essence, I would say, the essence of copywriting and and what words you know move people to action and mm. what words kind of grab attention and what words really make people feel a certain way mm. um, has remained the same. And we still learn in the copywriting world, and we actually have a this is a little plug here. We have a we have a copywriting academy. That's kind of a, a side business, and and something that we offer online um we we still learn from some of those old techniques and those old newspaper ads from 100 years ago um when it comes to kind of studying the art and science of copywriting
0: yeah that's really interesting so with all that in mind what are the kind of common mistakes that you see people making when it comes to their content and the copy that they're putting out there
1: I could, well, I could go on for days uh, with this one. Um, Maybe not days. Let's go. Oh, 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 minutes, I'll try minutes. So common mistakes are, um, I would say, especially in the B2B world, there's this kind of misconception that if you're in the B2B world, business to business, right, then you you kind of need to write in this very professional voice and tone mm. and style aka boring dull full (laughs) of jargon full of like industry buzzwords and what happens there is that you're you're missing that key ingredient which I mentioned before which is conversational copy yeah um we call it real talk being human um do you talk like that at home that's a a nice litmus test Mm. and so many b2b brands just get all stilted all of a sudden because they think I'm writing to a business I'm writing to a business bu- business person the reality is it's it's h2h it's human to human right yeah. you're talking to to an individual landing on your website or whatever touch point it is and they're human right they watch Netflix at the weekends they mm-hmm. grew up with, with stories and storytelling and and they will they're, they're they're social creatures so they're much more likely to be engaged if they feel like they're sitting down and having a conversation with you mm. um that's why things like podcasts for example are so engaging because we, you know we we like conversations as humans yeah. Yeah. and stories as well so i think a huge uh, issue with with especially b2b brands is is um not writing in a conversational way you know uh having too much jargon in there. So remove all jargon. Um, and that kind of removes clarity as well. Crystal clarity is, is really important when it comes to copy. Mm. Um, and there's all kinds of problems when it comes to, to content marketing as well. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one. Most brands try to propose on the first date. <laughs> they just think that it's all about selling. And actually, this is probably a nice segue into... Uh, into networking, mm. because I think it's it is often the same issue. You know, most of your prospects out there in the world, in fact, on average, it's about 97% of your target audience are not ready to buy Right, and that's very important to understand and think about for a second. Yeah, they're not in they're not in buying modes. They're not ready to buy, so you can't sell to people who aren't ready to buy. If you go up to someone, you know, think think how annoying it is when a salesperson catches you on a mm-hmm. on a off guard on a cold call, or or even in a, in a in a shop when you're just browsing. It, it's 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 actually annoying. It makes you want to run for the hills yeah. because you're not ready to buy. Right, so don't try to sell with your messaging all the time. That's why content marketing exists. Content marketing is about um, offering value, uh, educating, build, you know, becoming a thought leader, becoming a trusted advisor and warming prospects up and nurturing them with, you know, value-driven content, you know, until they are in that place when they mm-hmm. are ready to buy and you will be front of mind at that point. You know, it's a no-brainer because hopefully they've subscribed to your content, you're in their inbox and you've just Offered all this selfless value to them, and then you know your brand pops to mind when it when they are ready.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let let's talk about networking now. Then you you said it's kind of it's very similar, and it is. Nobody wants to be sold to in a networking meeting, do they?
1: No, exactly. And I think I discovered that quite early on. I remember my I remember my very first networking event uh, way back when. Um, if I were to hazard a guess, it may have been 2012, perhaps. Mm. And, m- m- you know, I thought the goal was to get my business card out to as many people in the room as possible, yeah. right? And I think that's probably a common misconception. Yep. You know, I'm here I'm here to sell. I'm here to generate leads. You know, my business, or if I'm a, a, a you know, a... Um, a sole trader, a freelancer, right? You know, I'm going out there to to generate leads. So I need to just sell, sell, sell. Um, And much like the digital world, as I just mentioned, most, especially I'd say in a networking event, even more so, people are not there to buy. They're not there to be sold to. It's it's such a scattergun approach Mm -hmm. that you're just much more likely to ruffle feathers, annoy people and, and, and not have what what we like to call meaningful conversations, Mm -hmm. which should be the goal. Um, so really that the, if that is your perception of network, networking, even you should shift it towards understanding networking as building real relationships. And I'd say it's, it's playing the long game. It's a long-term strategy. Yeah. Uh, it's about consistency building real relationships and seeing what value you can offer um, to people what value you can add to their lives how can you help them with something and, and like I said having a meaningful conversation digging deep into their their current challenges their pain points you know what is it, what, it, what is it that they're looking for um, are they looking for a particular person you know uh, uh, do they have a particular uh, target by a persona that you might know and you might be able to connect them with? By doing that, by connecting them with, you know, people, let's say after the event, um, it, there's this thing called the law of reciprocity, right? You're mm-hmm. kind of scratching their back. Yep. They will arguably sort of feel like they owe you a favor in a sense. And yep. maybe they'll connect you with someone or or you've just built a solid relationship based on value. And it might be that a year down the line, they stumble upon your perfect target you know, mm-hmm. buy a persona and then they they remember you, especially if you did them a favour and then they pass that lead over to you. So like I said, it's really about the long game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how, how are you sort of currently using networking within your business? What kind of networking events do you go to and, and how often would you do that?
1: We have um, a very structured approach to, to lead acquisition for the agency and I' have to mention that it, it's come from our agency consultants um, called Cactus um, just just mentioning in case you think, oh this is this is comrade strategy. I don't have to <laughs> page use there. Um, uh, and it's based on these we've kind of segmented our you know lead uh, acquisition mm. channels into, into four areas. One of them is, digital marketing and seo for us at least plays a, mm-hmm. a big part of that because that's how we built the agency um the other one is uh so the second one is is re- referrals and you can do referral marketing but you know it's quite common to get referrals mm-hmm. from if you're doing a good job for clients um and then uh the th- the third one it well I'll get I'll get to the 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 main one here is 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 nest which is networking events uh, social and talks. Mm. So that's what it stands for. Arguably the first three of those are kind of all forms of networking mm-hmm. because going to events, you'll be networking. And social means kind of socialising, yeah. which is also a form of networking. Yeah. And for anyone, you know, going, oh, I couldn't possibly think about, you know, going to a networking event It sounds horrible, some <laughs> kind of corporate thing, just going, you know, uh, we, we're, we've been encouraged by our consultants uh, um, to... You know, go to social, join clubs. You know, go and mm. play golf, or, or or join. You know, uh, uh, start new hobbies because that is a form of networking. Mm. You know, you're building real relationships, and some of the best, you know, leads eventually might come from that because you yeah. never know what you know. Company that person works for, or, or who they know, and that is a form of networking. So, um, back to your question, it's 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 a key part of how we generate leads. I have, um, I, as the kind of networker of the agency, because I'm basically kind of a glorified salesperson, I mm-hmm. guess, and I'm the one that kind of builds relationships and, and, and goes out and about. Um, I have a, a, a quota to hit, so a KPI, which mm-hmm. is um, 25 meaningful conversations with new people every month. Um, and I know that certain people within my world, within the agency world, have a goal of 50 50 per month and both of those might sound like daunting figures to people but the reality is that's that's basically one one networking event uh per week because Mm -hmm. you know for me 25 it's not a huge amount if I go to one per week on average it's you know it might be I go to two on a particular week rather than you know one every single week um then that's you know meeting sort of Five six people there and having those meaningful conversations, mm. um, and by consistently doing that, and that's that is key. Consistency yes. is key. Yep. Um, the you you just build your network essentially.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you if you took the networking out of your equation, what difference do you think that would make to your business? You know, if you stopped doing the networking.
1: That's. Uh, that's a toughie it's hard to know in a sense but it's it would mean I mean there's so much that we've got that I've got from networking beyond just um, lead generation mm. I think that's an important mm-hmm. thing to add yeah. um, and I I think I sort of skipped past one of your previous questions which is which networking sort of events you go to I'll, I'll jump into that quickly because I think it will help me mm. explain my next point Um. I go to a mix of different sort of networking groups. There's definitely a big chunk of that is agency founders, so people like me. Um, and you know, I go to groups. There's uh, agency collective, agency nomics, which is actually ran by the people I mentioned, our consultants, and there's there's lots of kind of agency networking groups. Um, now, obviously, that's good for partnerships, right? Because yeah. we're a we do strategy in words in a nutshell. So naturally it's very good for us to have a partnership with a design agency and a digital marketing agency and a UX agency. So, you know, and, and you send each other leads. But I I got a ton of value from just peer-to-peer knowledge sharing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, from, you know, going going to, to, to that kind of group. Um, and that's where we found our current consultants, you know, who have mm-hmm. helped grow us from a four-person team to you know, a a seven figure in revenue agency. And so, you know, and, and that's where I found, um, you know, really great partners, um, an agency called Fountain, for example, um, another husband and well, it's actually a double husband and wife team. Mm -hmm. There's, there's uh, four founders there. They're, they're both, um, husband and wives and like, we're great friends now. And we also send each other leads and, um, you know, and we've and one of them is is my wife and it's mentor, so you get so much more from network yeah. networking than just lead generation um, so I want to go back to your question which was if I'd removed it um first of all we would get less leads I can't put a figure on that I'd have mm. to dig into our pipeline and work <laughs> yeah. that out but which would mean less money which mean we wouldn't be hitting our target so our kind of our growth over the last Sort of uh, well, since two thousand and seventeen would have would have been a lot slower, um, and arguably, if I'd never gone networking, I wouldn't have met so many people that have been key cogs along yeah. the way. You know, in in the success of the agency, that maybe we wouldn't have grown at all. I would I would go so far as to say that there are, there are key people in that journey that have helped us so much through knowledge and mentoring and things like that, that we may have never made the right decisions early on in terms of building a, you know, a fast growth agency because essentially we needed that hindsight from Mm. experts and people that have been there, done that. Yeah. um, Which we would, which I wouldn't have got, uh, without networking, because I can think of those specific people and I met them all through networking.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if someone is listening who hasn't tried networking yet for their business and is feeling a bit daunted by it, what advice would you give them?
1: Right, I'd say... Um, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I know that it's, it's quite a common fear it's almost like a common phobia much like public speaking Mm. I guess it's sort of um, I I think I know lots of people that sort of hate the thought of networking and the the idea of being in, in a room and 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 forcing yourself into conversations and 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 yeah look it it can be a tiny bit scary the first couple of times you know especially when you find yourself there and suddenly everyone else is in a conversation and you don't see any anyone by themselves that you can go up mm-hmm. to and you kind of have to go and be a third wheel right and then join <laughs> join it, try and force yourself in um and you know it it, it will be a little bit scary but I, all I can say is kind of try to get out of your comfort zone and and push for it because it is so valuable and you get so much value from it um in terms of actual um tips i guess as to like what to do you know i I'd, I'd say you know first of all while we mentioned the fact that you're not there to sell and you're there to have meaningful conversations and develop relationships you still definitely should talk about your business mm. right yeah. and you should have like what we call an elevator pitch you know mm-hmm. make sure you know how to talk about your business in in a few lines that that talk about your unique value proposition. So what is it, is it that you bring to the table uniquely? What makes you different, and how can you add? How do you add value to people or companies' lives? And uh, and who are you looking for? So have that down. Like know mm-hmm. what you're. At least before you go into it for the first time, know what you're gonna say about yourself and and your business. You know, even rehearse it mm-hmm. uh, a few times. I I I'm on kind of. Uh, discovery calls with clients all the time so I naturally have a a little spiel that I (laughs) give and you know I go to networking all the time but I think that is important because you know let's say you spend half an hour talking to someone and um, you spend like try to spend 20 minutes asking them about what they're looking for their challenges etc you know um you still want to spend at least five minutes going, okay, this is what I do and this is who I'm looking for. Because otherwise it it is a bit of a missed opportunity. They won't, they'll remember you maybe, but they won't remember what you do. And that's, that is crucial. So I'd say, I'd say that's important. And another thing I would say is that an approach I've taken with networking is as opposed to the first time I went, which I mentioned where I was like, you know scattergun approach I need to speak to as many people as mm-hmm. possible and give out my business card um, I much prefer to have longer conversations with people that I just click with yeah. people that I like yeah. and I've found that that approach works a lot better for me because I, I have deeper I may not have as many conversations and that's why my KPI is 25 and not 50 like a lot of mm-hmm. agency founders I know within the same kind of um, consultancy group because I prefer to have deeper connections and I sometimes will spend an hour chatting to one person just because we get on really well and we share the same values and 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 I really think those those deeper connections and relationships are the ones that stand the test of time they last yeah. you know and next time you're at a, an event and you see that person you go back go back to them don't think oh I know them I need to crack on with, with other people you know go back and deepen that relationship because I find that there's this surface level conversation. There's the small talk part, right? But the longer you talk with someone, you kind of unravel more things. Like, it just naturally happens. Like, the conversation deepens and you unravel things where, oh, right, oh, you're looking for that. or you know that person or something happens there where you actually can provide value to each other's lives. You actually yeah. learn more about each other and not only become potentially friends and, and, and that makes networking a lot more enjoyable because you're hanging out with people you like, mm-hmm. you know, you want to go back to the same sort of uh, event or the same group. Um, but you, yeah, you unravel these, 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 I guess these things that you, you wouldn't have done if it was just, surface level 10 minute chat move on to the next yeah um so as a tip I guess go in there looking to make friends and 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 have deeper relationships and 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 don't worry about only talking to like you know three people but having really long deep good conversations with them because it will pay dividends in the end
0: yeah yeah I think that's all really good advice so Finally then, if people are interested in learning more about the Creative Copywriter or the Academy that you mentioned earlier, what's the best place for people to find you?
1: Right, so you can check out our website first of all, uh, which is creative-copywriter.net and you can learn about the agency there and what we do and also uh, in the menu bar there, there's a link to the academy. So it's essentially the same URL, but forward slash academy. Mm-hmm. Um, but a good place is to, to connect with me on LinkedIn, connect or follow me on LinkedIn. Um, so that's Conrad Sanders. I'm sure you'll see the name <laughs> down here somewhere. Um, and I put out a lot of content about, you know, copywriting content strategy um, and my agency journey. And also, ADHD which is something I was diagnosed with later in life so Mm -hmm. I kind of like to talk about that personal side of things as well so I'm very active on LinkedIn and hopefully you'll enjoy my content Um, and uh, it's a good place to kind of learn more about you know content strategy copywriting and, and and all that good stuff.
0: Lovely well thank you very much for being my guest this morning that's been a really interesting conversation and I'm sure the listeners are going to enjoy it.
1: Thanks, Liz. I, yeah, I hope they did. Hope I didn't ramble on too much. And I hope there were some like valuable little tidbits in there for for everyone.
0: Definitely some nuggets. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Good stuff. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.